When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Monday, November 27th, in between Celtics games. Last night, Celtics took down the Hawks. We put out a recap at 5 a.m. this morning as we're recording this, and yesterday as you guys are listening to this. Uh, so go check that out if you want our thoughts on the Hawks game. Uh, and tonight, as this is releasing, the Celtics will take on the Chicago Bulls in their final game of the in-season tournament. We will go over some of the scenarios that will See if the Celtics can advance a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but before we do anything, because we got to at this point, let's see who's winning some popcorn today in Pop Nito. Spin the uh, wheel. <laughs> put hey, the popcorn on the screen. A thought. Yes. Is we should put the email on this graphic because people we should. asked for the email. People were asking. I, I can do it as we're at, or it's hptcpod at gmail.com. At gmail. I will I will add it to the graphics either throughout the course of the show and you'll see it change live uh, and or just what when we finish. But that that is yeah. smart. We will put the email somewhere on the screen, probably down next to um <clears throat> where all the socials are. So um yeah, let's spin the wheel. Nine entries today. Also, we got we got to talk about something quick. Joey Spatula's is on a cool down period. Under investigation, yes. if we cheat, no, no, we're not, we're, we didn't cheat. Uh, we're gonna controversy. Impl- <laughs> we are going to implement a one week and or three pod cycle of how often you can, you know, win, win, and just, then re-enter. Exactly, just so we don't have the same winners, which is why you see Jenny from Japan on after they won earlier uh, in the season. RJ, by the way. This is your third episode, so you will be re-entered on the wheel next time if you once again comment what's popping. But this is the final pod of RJ's cooldown period. Uh, and Joey Spatula, this is the Back first of your Tuesday. three cooldown period. Yes, I apologize, Joey Spatula. It's the, uh, the back-to-back two-time. We'll have to wait. So I, I saw the comment and enjoyed it. But the we want to make it fair for everybody. That man. And to think that he's <laughs> going to use his popcorn for evil and uh, flex on the kids that he was serving with the food truck. Tell me, I want you to look at me with a straight face, Sam, and tell me you don't respect that. No, I love that. Yeah, I knew it. I so <laughs> I, I think I even commented and was like, this is awesome. Even though I think my comments like don't go through sometimes because I try and respond to people and say like what the email is. Am I banned from our fucking comments? Would be kind of funny if you were. I don't think so. I've seen you comment before. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but I don't think yeah, I would have made a comment on the pregame yesterday if I was banned, actually. Pre- yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm not sure. But uh, anyways, let's spin the wheel finally now that we we filibustered here. And let's see who is winning some impopular popcorn today. Who gets a $10 gift card? The wheel always just dunks on Jack's audio for whatever reason. Our first ever two-time winner. Wow. Wow. The two-time. Uh Jenny from Japan, we will be in contact. And 
two in a row we have talking about the potential winner before the winner and now we have talking about no two-time winners just to go to a two-time you guys see us spin the wheel you see there's no way we can possibly rig this wheel so we uh yeah jenny from japan comment we'll get you back in uh for your second chance or, or your second ten dollar gift card and again let us know what flavor possible. you got the first time Yes, please. And comment what's popping on this video uh, for everybody if you would like a chance to win some, I mean, objectively, some great popcorn. And it's a great product. Yeah. We wouldn't promote the product if we didn't like it. I know Sam was just eating some before we got on here. Sure um, was. It, it's it great. Right here. I got my Shout out. Storm flavor. It's peanut butter chocolate. It doesn't miss. Mm -hmm. The ones Jack yeah. and I got come in these little Capri Sun pouches. They're nice. But your bags will look more like this. This yes. is a big, big bag. This is this is probably what your gift card will get you. Yes, sir. Solid size, ten ounces. Uh, I'm gonna filibuster for one more second here because my mouse decided to stop scrolling. So you lost your mouse? No, it just. So sometimes you I have get to a like mouse trap. No, I you gotta unplug the USB and plug it back in, and then it usually just starts working again. But uh, I was left useless for a moment there because I couldn't change the background, nor could I uh, do anything. So. We are going to move on to actual Celtics news now that we got all that out of the way. Um, first thing we got is Kristaps Porzingis injury update. So this was talked about uh, a little bit, I think, before the game against Atlanta on Sunday. And Joe Mazzulla followed up with an update at practice today um, saying... Kristaps Porzingis will be reevaluated in one week's time. Kristaps Porzingis, the day of his injury, the day after, posted something to Instagram saying, you know, got good news today. I'll be back soon. So it seems from that update that it's not as bad as some people feared. Um, <clears throat> Joe at practice today said, uh, actually, so Joe said it's more, I'm trying to think the best way to phrase this because the way he phrased it was weird. He said it's not just a caution thing so basically i think it was bobby manning friend of the pod asked is this just you guys being cautious and he said it's a little bit more than us just being cautious however we are playing up by ear it's going to be based on a lot on how he feels um and yeah that they're just going to go about it that way so it doesn't seem like something that he's not hurt and they're just being careful to not let him get hurt it does seem like like there is something wrong from everything we're hearing coming out of the Celtics, it's not as bad as it could have been, nor is it too bad in general, which is good. Yeah, I saw the video for the first time of him getting hurt uh, during yesterday's broadcast. You can see he's just running and he kind of comes up a little bit gimpy and then he has to come out of the game. So definitely better than it could be as a non-contact, but not ideal. He was playing really well to start the season. Team was playing well with him. And now you got to play your final in-season tournament game, which is actually kind of important where you need to win by a fuck ton of points if you want to try and win the group without him. And he's a big part of your offense. He's a big part of your late game offense. It sucks to lose him. The Celtics offense, by the way, has not been very good as of late. I forget. What is it over no. the last? Let me look. I don't there know is how many stat. games. Greeny had um, it today if you, you're looking. No, I'm. I looked at it recently. I think over the last five games, they had the twenty seventh best offense, so the fourth oh, worst boy. in the league over the over the everyone's last five games. Uh, a one hundred eight point nine offensive rating. That said, I think 
last game it was definitely better obviously um <clears throat> at least a little bit actually even then it, it wasn't great it was still 15th because they didn't shoot the ball particularly well and over the last 10 games they have the where is it? it's probably middle of the pack um guess yeah, 11 12th oh. offense real close um <clears throat> actually tied with 11th 115.5 so oh. sure i'll get i'll give it Spot to you on. so not great ball. yeah um that said over the last 10 games, they have the fourth best defense. Over the last five games, they have the eighth best defense. So the defense is staying around that top 10 level that the important everyone expects thing. it to be. Uh, exactly. And on the season, for what it's worth, the Celtics offense is still eighth and the defense is fourth in the NBA. So they are still both top. They are still top 10 in both those categories. They are still first is? in that rating. Why do you think what? The offense is slowed down. <clears throat> um. I think a part of it definitely is Drew's been out for a couple games. Derek's missed a couple games. KP's obviously missed what two in a row now. Um, no, just one. Well, one and a half. So I think that plays a small part of it. And I think for what, not for whatever reason, like you kind of understand why, but you don't want it to be like that. I think with some guys being out, the Jays sort of take it upon themselves to do more or try to press or try to like be the ball dominant guys that they have been in the past. And I think instead of that, you just have to have them, obviously they're going to have to score more and look for their shots, but I think it's the way they get their shots differs because you don't have the same guys running the offense, setting it up um, where it's like, you know, Horford gets more minutes instead of Porzingis and he can't do the same things offensively or Pritchard gets more minutes instead of drew and he doesn't do the same thing. So I think it's just, finding ways to play the same offense even when guys are out and then outside of that when everybody is healthy i think when you get into these up by a lot scenarios you see them either not necessarily take their foot off the gas in terms of effort but the execution just kind of slips a little bit because they're like in the mindset of we're up and so i think those combined because they have gone up by double digits in most of these games it's just they've blown them um because i think it is because the offense slips uh like that so a combination of both those things if that makes sense they love a blown lead but that they do but porzingis being out in for another week is definitely not going to help and they have to find a way to adjust without him because he's inevitably going to miss time and we, we kind of knew he was going to miss time what do we said it we said it at like 60 games and we'd be happy so he's played them all so far outside of you know a couple mix in there Looks like he's going to be out about a week. You've got to find ways to overcome that absence and not change your style of offense just because, I mean, obviously he's an important piece, but you can't completely change the way you play offense just because one guy's out. I agree. Uh, I think it sucks not to have him for the Philly game. I think that's an important one. And then you're going to have your quarterfinal game or your non-tournament game, whichever it's going to end up being, at the beginning of next week. So about a week from when you're listening to this, they'll be playing that. And if they're still in the tournament, it would be kind of nice to have Porzingis. You would get a good look at what he's going to look like in a real game, a competitive game, a meaningful game. Instead, you're going to have to be without him. He's been excellent. And I personally really hate to see it because I think he's just (laughs) given their offense a new wrinkle. They've looked more under control at times with him. He brings Jalen Brown to an extra level where he's – seeing things has a chemistry with somebody that is unmatched. And I don't know how much I trust Tatum and Brown right now, just to, to get it done together because the second half of that Orlando game was ugly. It was a lot of me ball specifically from Jalen, unfortunately, 
but Tatum didn't look great. But I'm pretty sure he talked about it today that he's just now starting to not feel sick anymore. So I believe that was a big yes. part of why it may have looked like uh, he had nothing to give him in Orlando. But it kind of yes. scares me to see that. Without Holiday and Porzingis, they looked like trash, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I was not impressed at all. I, I understand that the bench is seemingly thin, right? Like, they, they gave up a lot of depth in favor of bringing in these top-tier talent pieces like a Porzingis, a Drew Holiday. You had to gut your bench. You lose Rob, you lose Bryden, lose Marcus Smart. Those are all key contributors to your rotation last year. Smartest starter, Brogdon and Rob off the bench. Now you're trotting Sam Hauser out there, who's been pretty solid. I think we're going to talk about that. Peyton Pritchard's been up and down. You really don't know who your other guy is besides Horford. If you're only going to run eight, that's fine. But if not, then you're going to have to dig deep. Is it going to be Cornette? Is it Keita? Is it one of the forwards? Yeah. I mean, Banton got the start against Atlanta on Sunday, but I don't know. Do they really like that that much? He was fine. I don't think he was terrible. I don't think he hurt them. Yeah, he's kind of there. There are guys short when somebody's out, which I guess is the whole uh, they're short the guy that's injured. But they could use some extra help for when guys need to take a day off. I agree. I agree. Also, just finishing with Porzingis here, his three point shot has dipped a lot. Like he hasn't, he wasn't making his threes. He's now down to 32.4% on the season. He's been struggling mightily over his last, what is this? Toronto, Memphis, Charlotte, Milwaukee, Orlando. So the last five games, including the one where he went out, he's shooting. Let's do quick maths here. <clears throat> Excuse me. 14 plus 11 is 25. He's three for 25. Pretty he's good. Threes. Yeah. So not, not great there. He's that better than guy. Grant. When Grant was over 25 to start his career. It's true. Um, that said, he is shooting a by far career high 70.5% on two pointers. Kind of crazy. <laughs> kind of we did the whole video about his touch inside how he's getting a lot of dunks how effective he's been in the paint and the stats back it up there right career high and two point percentage it's a huge thing the celtics need to be able to make their twos when they take them i know that's a big point of contention nowadays with should they be taking more threes should they get more twos if you're getting twos does it cause you to rely on that too heavily and then you don't know what to do when the layups stop coming like we saw in the nets game last year when they blew the massive lead it's important to have somebody like Porzingis you can trust to put the ball in the basket you can post him up yeah. nobody can cover him he's too tall when he's inside the free throw line doing followaways i think it's going in every single time i trust him to make the bank shots in the paint he looks great if the threes start falling it's an added bonus. I still have complete faith in him to take those threes. I do think some of them are kind of tough looks. I think the ones off the pump fake in particular where he doesn't put the ball back down is just an awkward motion. Mm. Just thinking about doing that motion as somebody that occasionally plays for fun. Again, different than an NBA player. But it doesn't feel like it's comfortable. You see a lot of guys yeah. dribble to reset in between pump fakes like that just to get their rhythm back. Be curious to see if he continues mm -hmm. that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, hopefully, and of course, that's not the back. only reason he misses threes. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just an interesting thing I've noticed. All right, continue. Uh, yeah, hopefully he can get back on the court soon. Uh, Celtics are better with him on. Don't think that's yes. a hot take. But Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know it's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. 
look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math, and I, I know that's a good deal. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Next thing we've got is relevant to tonight's game as you're listening to this. Uh, in-season tournament scenarios. So there are very specific ways the Celtics can advance in the in-season tournament. Uh, and to put it bluntly, they are confusing as hell. Uh, it's it's very mm-hmm. much a lot of information um, to be like thrown at you at once. And so I'm going to do exactly that. And then we're going to talk about it. So it's a little bit easier to comprehend. So in order to advance, the Celtics need one of these four very complicated things to happen. I'm going to go slowly here. First one, Boston wins, Brooklyn wins, which creates a three-way tie. And then they need to win on point differential, which means they would have to beat the Bulls by at least 23 and hope the Nets don't beat the Raptors by a certain amount as well. So that is possible. They would have to stomp the Bulls, which normally you'd say unlikely, but the Bulls are awful. So Bulls bad. Very bad. We'll talk about it later. Bulls blew a 21-point lead last night. Bad. Sounds like um, another team I know. <laughs> they allowed the most three-pointers in Bulls history. The, the Nets had 25 threes. Um, second scenario. Boston wins. Brooklyn loses. New York loses. Miami loses. Cleveland loses. For so, those wondering. Yeah. Knicks plays Charlotte. Yikes. Cleveland plays Hawks. Yikes. Heat play Milwaukee. Okay, so and Brooklyn plays Toronto. That seems unlikely that all four of them lose, but possible. Anything parlay, <laughs> bet it. Why not? Celtics W parlay. So, Celtics um, make the quarterfinal parlay. I'm gonna third put scenario. that together while you talk, and we're gonna tell see me the what odds. The odds are, yeah. Okay, third scenario. Celtics win, finish second in the group, and take the tiebreaker over any other team in the wild card. So that's a little bit more complicated. They would have to win on point differential against any of the other teams that win. In the sense the Celtics are at a zero point differential, that's going to be tough. That 17-point loss to Orlando sucks. Last one. Cleveland loses. New York loses. Miami loses. Brooklyn loses. Boston wins tiebreaker over any other second-place team. I think that's the same as the second one. I think that's the same scenario as the second one. So basically, Celtics would have to win by a lot. And Brooklyn also wins to create a three-way tie. And or they need all the other teams that could potentially get the wild card to lose. Effectively. Or or they have the tiebreaker of those guys. So it's a lot to watch for. Um, but yeah. Sportsbook so, does not have uh, 
odds on Miami, Milwaukee. So I can't. That's do fine. It. I, I can look it up here, but without that um, plus twenty seven sixty, like two thousand seven six, like twenty seven. Wow, that's actually not bad. Twenty seven. Not one. bad odds. Um, let's see. Should I put twenty on the Celtics advance parlay? <laughs> um, in addition to that, so those are the scenarios that the Celtics could advance. Jason Tatum was asked about the in-season tournament last night. He said he likes it. He says he's a fan of it. However, on the topic of point differential, he says the point differential thing I'm not the biggest fan of. Last Friday, there was a game already over, and the guys are still trying to score. It's about respecting to the game, uh, respecting the game and respecting your opponent. So he said he's not a fan of that aspect, um, but at the same time said he's a fan of the tournament so far. So I don't know. Uh, um, I like the point most, differential. Yeah. I think it adds a different wrinkle to the game. I understand the respecting your opponent thing, but it also made the end of the magic game kind of interesting. Cause you were like, you actually should get some stops here. Like don't fuck yourself. And they didn't listen. So now they're fucked. They're plus 600 to win the group. If you're wondering, cause I did just look. Uh, so it's more what? likely that Charlotte will beat New York tomorrow than the Celtics will win the group. Uh, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> I like the points. Yeah. I think it's funny that uh, Toronto and Chicago had that little beef where they were like, what the hell? Why are you run up the score? And Toronto was like in season tournament. And then they're both eliminated anyways. So like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to put 10 bucks on the Celtics advanced parlay. So it is, okay. it is Hornets win, Hawks yep. win, Bucks yep. win, yep. Raptors win, Celtics yes. win. Uh, Nets win. Nets need to beat the Raptors. Oh, I'm sorry. Brooklyn lost. Correct. Correct. Okay. My bad. My bad. You're good. Ten dollars to win six hundred and sixty-six dollars. So okay, not the not the best sign, but we'll not the, not a good sign at all. Now, what if you did? Uh, it's too long. Put mind. the bed in. Put the bed in. We're there. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. And uh, damn, Jack, if they make the quarterfinal, you're gonna have some money for Vegas. If they make it that way, yes, I will. <laughs> Let us know uh, what content you want. Jack and I will be going to Vegas here next week. Wow. Can you believe that next week? next week? God, I have to get on a plane. Fuck. Uh, what would you like to see from the trip? Do you want? Because we're gonna go to the quarterfinal or the semifinal for the East. I hope Halliburton's there at the very least. Yeah, it would be fun. Uh, we'll do other stuff. We might go to a comedy show. Might do other stuff. We'll see. We'll see. What do you want to see? What do you want from yeah. Vegas? Let us know. Uh, but yeah, those are the ways Celtics can advance in the in-season tournament. And the next thing we're talking about, Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser is the next topic because uh, talked about the depth already. Yeah, Sam Hauser has been uh, the only very one. good. <laughs> uh, Sam Hauser is putting together a career season. He is averaging career highs across the board, still shooting very well from the field and from three. And his defense is there. He's averaging nine point seven points, three point oh rebounds, point eight assists, 48 point seven percent from the field, forty four point eight percent from three, and he's attempting six point two threes a night. He's he's been one of the better role players in the NBA. Hoops hype puts together a list of like you can track different uh player rankings and you can see who's been the best off the bench, who's been the best in this, that. He has been effectively the twenty-third, I think, best bench player in the NBA, which doesn't sound great from their standards, but considering the, everyone was like, oh, the Celtics bench is terrible. They're going to suck, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. Pr probably pretty good. Pr probably pretty Six good so far this season. Um, <clears throat> I wonder. 
I wonder. It would be really funny if he won sixth man of the year, pretty much just by shooting a bunch of threes. Because yeah, typically the sixth man of the year is ball handler guy that comes in and creates shots. Brogdon won last year, quickly was in the race. Uh, Jamal Crawford, a famous sixth man of the year guy. Lou Williams. Those are the type of guys that take home this award. Very rarely is it somebody that's not that guy. Not the yeah. just score at will guy. The last one I remember is uh, uh, Montres Harrell. I think that's the last example okay. I got for you. <clears throat> Which is also like another mold. Scoring big man. Bobby Portis last year. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. So that is another mold of guys like that. So um, I'm pulling up the list now. Continue. But yeah, I... Sam Hauser's been great this season. He's shooting the ball extremely well. Uh, everything he does is like a positive. It feels like at this point, like he started off slow, but ever since then he's been red hot <clears throat> from three point range. Um, I don't think you can get Sam Hauser six man of the year odds. It doesn't look like they have them at the moment, which is scam. Um, <clears throat> that Last said, Sam Hauser type to win six man of the year. Jack, I'll give you a hint. Hmm. Uh, Started his career in Orlando, played with Miami for a bit, played in Memphis. Shane uh, Battier? No. Not Shane Battier. <clears throat> what year was this? 2006. Oh, six. Man. Mike Miller? Mike Miller. Mike Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Hauser type. J.R. Smith, 2013. But I feel like he's a Kinda. bit different than Hauser. Yeah, he's more scoring. For sure. Uh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, Um, I mean, Sam Hauser's been awesome. I, I just wanted to talk about it. One of the things that we talked about it on the last pod, the way he's shooting the ball this year is ve- like so much different than last year, too. Like, this isn't just, um, you know, he he's still shooting the same shots. He's still, you know, making the same shots. At, you know, just he's getting more opportunities. Like, the way he's making these threes is different than last year, significantly so. Like <clears throat> there were two examples from the Hawks game that I'll pull up because I I think they are good examples of what I'm trying to convey here. One of them is obviously the step back, which was, I mean, m- maybe a no, 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 yes. Um, however, it was <laughs> muted. Okay, um, so I'll pull up the step back here. <clears throat> this was the one I'm talking about uh, for the YouTube listeners, viewers, I should say. Uh, and for up. the audio listeners, I will break it down. So uh, this isn't it. That's the wrong one. Wait, why does that say? No, because it was in quick succession. Oh, oh, he missed. So Sam Hauser missed a three. Derek White soars in for a rebound, kicks it back out to Sam Hauser in the corner, pump fakes. Takes one dribble in, steps back, and nails a three. He had to make that shot, by the way. Because mm-hmm. this was two uh, three-point heaves with less than six seconds off the shot clock each time. Yeah. But, like... And, uh, the first time, I was like, wait, 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 and it doesn't go in. And they're on the wrong end of a run here. Like, Atlanta has the game to single digits. Had to make mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. The confidence Sam Hauser is playing with right now, though, is, like, next level. He is fully in he is fully ready to contribute he, he's he's not missing all shots right now no he's uh, not it is stand in the corner and i will make the shot this was the one that was more impressive to me though so again for those <laughs> listening um, i know which shot this is you don't even have to play pritchard 
gets the ball, kicks it to Jalen, who drives, kicks it to the corner. Sam Hauser gets the ball, doesn't even dip in his motion, and he just chucks it up, and it's in. Like, I don't think people understand fully how difficult this is to do. Sam Hauser gets the ball above his head, doesn't drop it, and shoots it. That's like... That's like Clay Thompson. Like th- there are very yes. few players in the league who can do this. Pat Connaughton's pretty good at it, and outside of him and Sam Hauser, now it's Didn't Grant do like it a couple Clay times. Thompson. Grant did it a couple times. Like catch above the head, shoot above the head. That is not an easy thing to do. And this shot even hit the rim. You watch this, never in doubt. This was always going in. This was online. He started going away time. before it even went in. He did. The, he did a little <laughs> bit of a curry. He knew this was going in. Let's see. Let's see. When does Sam Hauser start jogging away? It has it's barely started the decline yet. This is nuts, man. He is he is shooting the ball on another level right now. He is confident making plays. I don't know if he had any direct assists last night, but there were a couple of plays where he caught the ball three point line, could have taken a shot, but he drove in instead and made a play for his teammates, which is good. Like he he has gotten more comfortable in general within the offense, which which is huge for him because as a three three point guy, um, usually it's just you know take your three go to the bench. Like yeah. last year, last year it was take a three. That's what you do. This year, playing a little bit better defense, protecting the rim better, staying in front of guys, you know, acting as a connector, driving closeouts, making passes. Like he is becoming a more complete player before our eyes, and unfortunately, gonna make a lot of money on his next contract like he, he is gonna be an expensive guy to retain for the celtics still got another year making nothing and you know what not my money <laughs> not my money pay him yeah hauser's been awesome uh lou Cornette talked about him today too saying he's happy for him uh yeah hauser's uh he's been fun been fun to watch shout out hauser been good <clears throat> next thing is lou Cornette speaking of the man so i was at practice today um, and I was asking Luke Cornett, I said, you know, your bench celebrations have been great this year. What do you think about it? And he smiled and he said, to be honest, I just get really excited about certain guys making certain types of plays. Uh, and he, what he followed that with Sam Hauser's dunking a lot, man. <laughs> he, is, he is doing a lot of dunks. Yep. He had the super cool alley-oop. He had a couple dunks in the other games. Um, Cornett set him but, up for a dunk. He did. He did. Um, but I figured we could do a VAR. Let's take a look at some of Luke Cornett's best uh, reactions off the bench. Because uh, he's been super fun to watch. Uh, he's having a good season, but his ability to create these viral bench reactions have been very fun. I wrote about it for Celtics blog if you want to see Luke Cornett's full thoughts on it. But let's go to the monitor. Let's check out some of these bench reactions here. You should so, ask him where he ranks all time in bench reactions. Yeah. Well, I, th- my opener was the D'Angelo Russell era Brooklyn Nets did it best, which is they did objectively they were the best. Um, but we've got Luke Cornett, Theo Pinson, former Celtic. This is true. Uh, it's going to make me switch tabs every time I want to watch a video, which is very annoying. Hell we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Um, so here you go. Here's the first one. This is after. This is preseason when O'Shea Brissett to the Super Cool Dunk. Uh, Crazy this is Luke play. Cornette's, Luke Cornette's reaction. I would too. Just so <laughs> the fans can. Watch. I would too. He just gets just so, so excited. The fans can. 
he just he, he, he like he can't control himself um yeah he, he, he does lose function over his body like he's just kind of <clears throat> doing stuff mm-hmm. so his quote on it was i'm just doing it because i'm having fun I guess it's probably I'm a little large and I tend to cover a lot of space when I'm celebrating. So I don't know. It's not really intentional, but yeah, I just get excited, Um, which the I'm a little large. I tend to cover a lot of space when I'm celebrating is just all time. Like, that's a great quote. It sure Uh, is great. In in I mean, it's just the truth. The man, the man, if he's taking steps, he's moving further than you and I. He's going places. True. It's why people think Giannis travels all the time long mm-hmm. long strides yep this was after delano baton's put back layup here he is fist bumping <laughs> ready to go a little, little, little quiet one a little i would hate to be on the receiving end of those fist bumps he'd knock you out yeah he'd knock you right out especially because um, like your head's probably at fist level mm-hmm. here is after sam hauser's alley-oop slam the alley-oop was special Vince Tough quality right now, but I wonder if we can, you know, get better quality here. Twitter, come on. What, what You're are you asking doing? a lot. <clears throat> I know, man. Okay, here we go. Uh, here is oh, we're back. Luke Luke Cornett after Sam Howes' alley You got to watch up here in the corner. He gets hyped. Look at him. Yep. <laughs> look, at him. look at him. Uh, watch him jump around. He jumps Just with Hauser on the spazzed. and then <laughs> he goes, Oh. It's like when Luca made that shot last year. He missed a free throw and then did the like he did a catch and shoot putback to tie the game yeah. against the Knicks, and he just lost all function of his arms. He was just flailing all around. It's the same thing. Look at Luke Cordette. <laughs> Look at Sam Hauser after you go. He hits him with the ups. I'd be so mad. up against my team. Look at him. He goes, "Yes, sir." Yep. Uh, there's another one. Uh, here's the bad quality. Let me get rid of this. Um, another one. This is after Jalen Brown's windmill. Watch, um, watch Cornette's face in the corner. Ready? He'll come peeking out in a sec. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait. Mouth agape. Nick Nurse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was hyped. He looks terrified. I know, dude. Look at this. Look at the coach. <laughs> right here. Uh, do you have any other? Are there any others? One sec. Um. No, but I also had to point out when he's on the court, also great at celebrating. Last the, year, the Dove celebration, all time great. I'd be so Dude. mad. <laughs> Imagine this gets done to you, Luke Cornett. This is break your TV stuff. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're down. Out. You're down thirty-one points, and you have to deal with that. Oh, Hornets fans, even though they got the best of them last week, they did. But Luke Cornett turning into an all time celebration guy. And so I, I wanted to highlight it because I thought it was fun. Um, and last Celtics thing before we get into the email here, uh, Sam, I don't know if you saw this on my Twitter today, but I was at Celtics practice and we need to go to the VAR because. Oh, I, I got the notification for this. I did not watch it. So the initial thoughts. Actually, Mine? say what it is. Say what it is. Yeah. So the Celtics were their assistant coaches were playing a scrimmage today. Uh, Charles Lee was playing. Emil Jefferson was playing. Matt Reynolds, the green light guy, was playing. Uh, Phil Pressey was playing. A, a lot of them were playing. Um, not Sam Casal, though. There's just notable absence. Um, and during the scrimmage, 
Charles Lee got the ball and crossed up and dropped Emile Jefferson. Now we need to go to the VAR because Charles Lee missed the shot. So does it okay. count if you missed the shot? And First and, take without <clears throat> even seeing it. Yes. Kind of foul that you would record this. I didn't and, and mean to record it. this. And post it. <laughs> I and didn't mean it. to record it. I if meant... I'm Emile Jefferson and I see you at the facility, you're getting the ultimate cold shoulder. <laughs> I'll make sure Tatum is mean to you because Tatum's his friend. <laughs> this is so, this is assault by you posting oh, this. I just wanted to post a video of the Celtics uh, scrimmage, right? And I took a video and I, it happened that I was like, oh, oh shit. How many, let's um, see how many engagements this got. Actually, uh, I can tell you 16,000 engagements views. 16,000 um, engagements. That's yeah. that's pretty bad. That man probably can't leave his apartment today. Um, however, he was quick to point out after the fact, he said it didn't count. He's like it didn't uh go in. It didn't go in. So making sure everyone knew. Uh but here is Charles Lee. Let me turn this. Here's Charles Lee dropping Emil Jefferson. They're in the corner of the screen here. Uh, he gets switched onto him on a screen. Pitch takes him in the corner. Cecilia. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. And then he misses the shot, though. So it doesn't count. Look at Charles Lee. He knows he had him, too. He knows he had him. Um, but yeah, he, he just he crosses him up. It, goes this right. Is, this goes is a left. And then Emil Jefferson falls. You're about to get spoken to by the PR team. <laughs> Look at it. He knows it doesn't count. He said it didn't count. <laughs> Look at Emil get up. He's screaming at him. Watch him, watch him, watch him. He goes, it didn't count. It didn't count. Like, he pops up as soon as he misses. It almost looks like yeah. he embellished this a little bit. Yeah, no, he. I think he could have gotten up sooner, but he just he committed to it. Watch, like he falls a little, and then once he starts going right again, he just like he just lays down. He's like, yeah, fucking, yeah. just like uh, I just. Uh... <laughs> he got him though. Charles Lee got him good. Imagine being like the analytics guy, coach, where you're, like you really didn't play at a high level, but you just are really good at looking at numbers, and they're like, hey, we need one more. <laughs> Ah uh, man, uh yeah no, I just it would be fun to cook. Imagine you just catch fire, you're lighting up all these guys that played in the pros like Phil Pressy. There Jefferson was one was practice on the preseason roster one year. There was one practice where uh, Matt Reynolds was just um, it's not missing nailing shots. Yeah, I remember yeah. it. <clears throat> He's hitting them, but um, anyways. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, let's jump over to the email check-in. Let's check in with Hold RJ uh, and the others who submitted emails for us today. Uh, let me pull it up. Oops, I went to a new tab, so I can go back to the tab. With a couple emails. Today. We do. We have some from Philip, some from RJ. <clears throat> I'll put Impopnito on the screen, and no, we'll go check out the Impop email. Nito, so <clears throat> here we go. So. This is from RJ. This is from after the Orlando game because we recorded it early, so this didn't get to us in time. But he said, one last note from the Orlando game from RJ. I went back and watched the first three minutes of the game, and every Celtics possession of the Magic were picking up on the ball handler early, even on the tip. Jalen Brown was met at midcourt. 
Not a hard press, but enough to slow the advance into the front court if you pop into the replay at random points. Orlando is either in the backcourt or meeting them as soon as they advance into the front court. It was a consistent strategy on their part. One time, KP comes out of the midcourt stripe to get a pass, and then he quickly gets ahead uh, for an easy shot attempt. And the times Orlando Orlando failed to engage the Celtics had some easy baskets. Those are the sorts of things that the coaching staff should help with. Noticing opponents tend to season giving players reminders and how to defeat them. That's what I want to see more from Joe Missoula, uh, whether it's timeouts or not. Be well, RJ. I believe you. I mean, I, I, I didn't notice it at the time. Uh, it makes sense. They were being very physical. They were meeting ball handlers quickly. Um, I know Joe Missoula does stress playing with pace and it does seem like the Celtics don't do it at times. So again, I wonder how much of that is him saying it and them not doing it versus him not saying it enough. Um, so I guess there's definitely a balance there, but yeah, I, I mean, they just, they just weren't quick enough to adjust to what the magic were doing uh, on Friday in that game. Yeah. The Celtics are 1000% at their best when they're running, playing with pace. You're absolutely right. When they slow things down, it doesn't go well. It's how they lose a lot of these leads. It's why they've been poor in the fourth quarter for years and years. It's because they're just not good getting the offense going in the half court. The post-ups have helped, and it's the reason why they've actually had success in these close games. Need Porzingis back. Need Porzingis back. Would be nice. Would be nice. Um, All right, next email we got. This reminded me of Sam. Morning, guys. Just a silly moment for, before we see Sunday's game has in store for us. All it's missing is a reference to calorie counting. Happy Sunday. Let's see this image. Forget lab safety. I want superpowers. <laughs> just the two drinking chemicals out of a beaker. Sometimes Thought. you have to take the risk. If you had superpowers, Jack, what would you do? Uh, Let's just say you get uh, like you're real strong. Mm. We'll start basic. Mm -hmm. What do you? What would I do? Yeah. Uh, play in the NBA. Bully the fuck out of people. Yeah, that's all. I I mean, I'm a loser. I'd be a professional athlete. I'd make mad (laughs) money. I just play in the league. Yeah, that's that's what I'd do. I'd play in the league. I'd I'd play center. I'd bully people out of the way. What would be your superpower of choice? Um, to play in the league or in general? In general. I think. I have an answer to this. I forget what it's called. When I was younger, I really wanted to be able to go invisible, but now I'd like to. That tele- was always telekine- the answer. Yeah, I know. Telekinesis. Is that what it's called though? Controlling things with your mind. Yeah. I think that'd be the best for general stuff like getting, you know, reading because like, then at that point with telekinesis, you can probably read people's minds. You can probably do other things, but also like for the general day to day, like, if I need something over there, I can just fucking look at it and it'll come to me. You know what I'm saying? Like the general laziness. That's the fire. ultimate. Don't go outside superpower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That also, that said, shape-shifting also kind of sick. That's a good one. Good, Coming different good. animals and stuff. That's my go-to. But just like, I would literally shape-shift just to like have the ideal look. Sure. That you could make yourself a perfect 10. Imagine also, that. for those who say flying, bad answer. Objectively bad answer. You want to know why? Want me to explain it? Why? If you can be a shapeshifter, shapeshift into a bird, then undo it. That way you have it and can do other stuff and also can fly. I would want to be the Flash. I think he's a good answer. Super fast, yeah. can go through time. You can good eat answer. whatever you want. W. W super. Why can you heal fast? He why can he eat whatever he wants? Because his body's burning the food so fast that he need, he actually literally needs to eat mad. Ah. Uh, Leave it to you to know the cal- 
caloric, you know, details. Well, it's it's part of the movie. It's like the <laughs> okay. movie that just came out. It's like the first scene. He like has to get something to eat. He's like dying. Gotcha. Not dying, but gotcha. you know, he's like out of out of juice. I see. All right, <clears throat> next email, Philip on the in season NBA rat list. <clears throat> What's up, all fellas? Right. I'm a little under the weather. The sweet spot that Sam talked about. So yeah. I'm staying home all day and watching basketball. Poor me. It's the best. <laughs> it is also, the absolute best. You sit there. Nobody bothers you. You can watch whatever you want, whether it's movies, basketball games, you play Xbox, whatever you want. Nobody bothers. You. No responsibilities. <laughs> this gift of sickness also gives me a chance for an in-season rat list. I call it the Patino Cup. <clears throat> Shout out. Contestants, players who lie about their height or shoe size, making the NBA wasn't enough for your vanity. Why stop there when you could wear makeup and tailor your jerseys? Players who do the too short gesture, except for Russ, other than Russ who started it, the rest of them are middle school rat copycats. Be original or don't taunt. It's like using a comedian's material as your own. Good point. Contestant four, players who complain about not getting calls and follow the ref while not playing defense. Shout out Trey Young. No one paused the game. Get your overpaid rat tail back on defense. When this happens, the ref should call a play to stop and let the players team flog them. Uh, players uh, contested for players who fall over when shooting for quote safety. It might be safe for them, but how the fuck is that safe for the other players? When it's a big mm-hmm. rat like Embiid, it's comically dangerous. It's also a flop. Yes. Uh, and then five guys on the bench who don't celebrate their teammates. Shout out Luke Cornett, uh, who just. Oh. You're on a team. You aren't bored waiting to board a plane. If you can't show your team that you support them, you're a rat. It's not all about you. Any wild card rats to add? Who wins the in-season Patino Cup? Thoughts, Sam? Uh, of Phillips presented rats, the guys that are falling on jump shots, number one. Okay. I do think the too short bullet point is a great one. Also, Russ. Russ, one of the more creative celebrators in the NBA. The too small rock the baby. Pretty good celebrations. I like that from Russ. Yeah, and I'm not a Russ guy. I'm a Russ guy. I like Russ. Uh, I'm going to go with the complaining about calls and not playing defense. Try a little harder, buddy. Grant. Look up. Yeah, bad. <laughs> bad, admittedly. Uh, I can't think of any wild cards, though. Uh, wild card rats. Oh. The guys that suck but play good against your team. Mm, sure. Yep. Bogdanovich, who doesn't really suck, but that was ridiculous against uh, the Celtics on Sunday. Let's see what else. Guys that are leave the the leave teams. Guys, LeBron jump sure. ship when the the what is it? The going gets tough. Tough get going. Whatever. Um, trade request guys in general. Trade request guys. James Harden ultimate rat. Uh-huh. Kyrie rat. Quit on your team guys. Quit on your team guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, me, me, me guy, Jordan Poole. Uh-huh. The push a player midair. The push a player midair, that's guys. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's, you should get your ass beat for that one. That's a, such a <clears throat> bad offense. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I got. <clears throat> Good I don't email. Have any other ones? Good email, though. Thank you, Philip. Chat, tell us comments. your uh, in season rat list and say what's popping. Yes, sir. Uh, RJ, okay, está acondescendo? Okay, está. Okay, this is the, I'm going to go to Google Translate just because I'm an idiot. Hold up. Translate. <clears throat> this means... You, it's, you have it. What, is it. what does it mean, Sam? Guess. Uh, t- 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 what is... Guess. Use context clues. T- 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 
What's popping? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, it's what is happening, but it's the Portuguese equivalent of what's popping. I assume. Gotcha. Um, Nimi makes a big contribution. This is from Philip. Before anyone uh, asks, yeah. God damn it, oh, we're morons. No. <sighs> Shit. Before anyone asks, uh, yes, let's just Google be Translate. example uh, three hundred and seventy-six of why we're the dumbest of the dumb. Hey, I will say this bodes well for us though, because this proves we don't read the emails before the show. This proves that no, we are we reacting don't. live. Organic uh, reaction. The first line of Philip's email before anyone asks, yes, that is Google Translate saying what's popping in Portuguese. Evening, gents, on a night where we all had some worries thanks to injuries. The new bus uh bus one boys came through aided by a veteran. Delano Bannon looked uh started and looked useful during his 18 minutes. Uh eight points, five rebounds. Nimi was our Portuguese unicorn coming into score seven and collecting six offensive rebounds, ten total. And commit no fouls in 17 minutes. Jack, I knew we'd get a bench seven foot over 10 boards. I just picked the wrong one. True. He said mm. it would be Luke. It was not. Uh, big props to Al for gathering 15 rebounds, blocking two shots, and playing good switch coverage late in the game to silence the Hawks' three-ball game. Um, Tatum, Brown, and White all did things we expect from them, but none were supernova hot offensively. This struck me as a team win based on more grit and grind. Heck, even Coach Missoula broke out the curveball early. Yes, I'm ignoring the Hawks 13-0 run over two minutes in the third quarter. This is a feel-good post. Celtics stay unbeaten at home, but let's see if they can trounce the Bulls on IST Tuesday. Be well, RJ. A big day tomorrow. A lot of games. What'd you say? Big day tomorrow with a lot of games. Yes. Yes, yes. I agree. Um, all right. Next email. Once again from RJ. Celtics find their curveball. Evening, guys. At the 808 mark of the fourth quarter, Trey Young hit a pull-up three to cut the Celtics lead to 103-94. 15 seconds later, Coach Missoula subbed in Delano Banton for Nimi Ishketa and went from drop coverage to their old defense, switch everything. At the time, the Hawks were shooting 41.3% from distance, 19-46. The Hawks did not hit another three-pointer the rest of the night, whiffing their final seven threes. Sometimes the way to win a gunfight is not outshoot your foe, but steal his bullets. That's a great line. Shout out, RJ. I don't know how often C's can go to that well, but it's good to know it's still there. Be well, RJ. <clears throat> good. Yeah. That defense is always ruled. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just don't have the personnel for it, though. Like, yeah, it was actually encouraging to see the Horford block last night because that was a they attacked him from the perimeter and he was able to recover and then reject the shot. Mm -hmm. They were not able to pick on him as consistently as they did in the playoffs last year, as Golden State has done yeah. in years past, etc. So it was great to see him move his feet. Guys like Luke Cornett, Keita, you're not going to see as much of that from them. So you, like you said, Missoula subs in Banton and things are magically fixed. Yeah. Excuse me. Agree. Agree. Um, what's popping from RJ? An NBA historical mystery. <clears throat> Evening, guys. I'm going to detour from the day-to-day -day Celtics here a little. I hope you don't mind. The segment on Sunday's pod where KG was talking about the greatness of today's NBA got me thinking. I'm not bashing Kevin Garnett for talking about the achievements of NBA's players today. I love the game and the players and their accomplishments, but it did remind me of something I stumbled on a few years back. A little more did did a little more digging today and uncovered a bigger question. Back before analytics swept the league so completely in the mm. early days of Steph Curry changing the way the league looked at three-point shooting, I thought the dawn of the Curry era must be ushering in a new peak in scoring as more and more teams sought to exploit the math of, quote, three is greater than two. And yes, the past 10 seasons have been as impressive with the league scoring average being around 107.6, a vast improvement from the 18 years <clears throat> where the league averaged fewer than 101 point per game per season from 96 to 2013. The league did not lack for scores in that stretch. It saw the last three years of Jordan, all of Iverson and Tim Duncan's careers, Dirk Nowitzki, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Garnett himself, Shaq, Kobe, all played amazing ball during the period. But even the most recent resurgence decade 
pales to the time when NBA scoring ruled the league. For one 10-year period, the league averaged 115.2 points per game. Uh, that would be the shoot-at-will 60s. No three-point shot, no load management, and the league was still putting up amazing numbers on a nightly basis. <clears throat> but that not, that's not the mystery. See, in the 60-61 season, the league average was an astounding 118.1 points per game. But only four years earlier, the NBA as a league clocked in at 99.6 points per game. That was a scoring average the league wouldn't see again for four decades. What I desperately want to know is how did every team in the NBA add almost 20 points to their scoring in just four years' time? We can look at the box scores with a few grainy films, but the folks who saw it firsthand are getting fewer and fewer. Tommy, Russ, and Hondo have all passed recently. Wilt is long gone. I wish someone would talk with Bob Cousy, Satch Sanders, and Jerry West about why the game changed in that short span. There aren't many left, and there's not much time to ask them. Sorry if I sounded maudlin there. Uh, if I was a researcher or a writer, I'd pursue it myself. If the two of you or someone in the HPT family, family wants to run with it, please do. I think it would make for a great tale. Heck, it might even get the Celtics fan base, myself included, to stop harping on Missoula's timeouts. Be well, RJ. Thoughts? I wonder if it's just a pace thing. <clears throat> yeah. That's the first thought I have. Because he talks about the, the shoot at will mindset in the 1960s. And maybe it took them a while to figure that one out. I wonder if anybody else has written about this. Like it. Uh, like, let me see why. I did look. Scoring... The shot clock came around in 54. So when they were down to 99.6, they hmm. did have the shot clock still. It wasn't a forced increase in pace. Yeah, that's interesting. It may have that been an adjustment to the shot clock. It could have been. Uh, league pop or or popularity of the game spreading, so you have better players come along instead mm. of a bunch of plumber white guys chucking it off the backboard. You get more athletic people, more skilled people that practice the game growing up, and maybe yeah. that leads to more efficient offense. I don't know. Yeah, it's very odd. <clears throat> I'm trying to find. There's a page on. God damn it! On NBA.com that tells you league averages here he is um how many points per game there were per season the nba and aba didn't <clears throat> combine excuse me until 76 that was my first thought i was like i wonder if it's that um but rj is right in 56 57 it was 99 then it jumped and it jumped and it jumped were teams added in this span sorry now now i'm interested i won't i promise i'm not i don't think like... they were added because everyone says mickey mouse is celtics 60s titles true there were only eight teams in the league at this point so, <clears throat> excuse me, if I had to guess, it would be, I wonder if that is when more and more players started getting into the league. Like if it, if it was 1956, there just weren't a ton of players in the NBA. And then by 1960, there were some, you know, the draft picked up a little bit. This, you know, these players played a more little talent. bit more. <clears throat> yeah. I wonder if it's a talent thing. Cause like you look at 55, 56, it was Pettit. Paul Arizin, Bob Cousy, Dolph Shays, right? All averaging around 20. And then you look at 19, what is it? 61 is the lead, is the year it went up to like, um, what's called 118. By that year, you had Wilt in the league. Elgin Baylor was in the league. Oscar Robinson was in the league. So you added three 30-point-per-game scorers those years. Tommy Heinsohn, Bill Russell. You know what I'm saying? So in that four-year span... You saw so many like better players join the league. And then it didn't dip down again until later because 
they added more teams and 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 the talent was more spread out, which is probably Correct. what we're gonna see a little bit with expansion this upcoming in a couple of years. So I, I I assume it was that because you look at that gap just there alone, it goes from Bob Pezzett, Paul Arizon, Neil Johnston, uh, Clyde Lovellette, and Jolf Shays as the only five guys scoring over 20 to 14 guys scoring 20 plus. Wilt Chamberlain came in the league, Elgin Baylor came in the league, Oscar Robinson came into the league. Um, Tommy Heinsohn came into the league, Hal Greer, Bob Cousy, Jerry West, Bill Russell. So like in that short span, you saw so many guys do it. And if you want my quick synopsis on why that happened, the league was founded when? Let me, let me, when was the league founded, Sam? 46. 46. So in the first 10 years, it's going to take a while for you to find all the best players. And not only that, no one played basketball like that like as much in that time. So then it took 10 years for more high school players to start looking at as an actual career option, more people like that to like start getting up. And then by the time you got 10 years in, you had players who it's not the same, but effectively how everyone's like, Oh, people go through AAU now. It's this whole pipeline. Like you had players going from literal plumbers and random motherfuckers trying to play this game to people. They went from world war (laughs) two. Yeah. People who actually trained to play basketball. So that's my, my, I guess guess which i, I that was also sense. my guess <clears throat> all right last email Great that one took a while um <clears throat> philip scal crush uh hi guys ratlisk <coughs> excuse me ratlist scal crushes this is from philip mm. i know you guys gamble my wife and i gamble on every game versus each other for bragging rights we do classic things like point total rebounds etc but we also have fun categories one of which is which opposing player will scal crush on this is fun i like this he seriously does this in both game, most games. He picks a player on the opposing team and falls in love with them for one game. He won't be able to stop throwing compliments at them. It quickly gets corny and annoying to me. In the Hawks game, it was young. We got to hear about how special, quote, and quote, gifted he was with no mention of how he stands around every second and doesn't have the ball. Um, it's fine for a national broadcast, but I didn't tune into the local Celtics broadcast to hear how awesome Trey Young is. Best, Phil. Sam, thoughts? I remember the scowl call of Trey Young throwing an alley oop to I think it was a Kongwu in the second half, and he was just like, "That was a crazy read by Trey Young! Like, what an incredible <laughs> play!" Like, Phil is absolutely right. I'm a big scowl's an idiot guy. I don't know scowl. I've never met scowl. Everything nice I've guy. heard about scowl is he's a nice guy, but he is a creature of habit on the broadcast. Loves a two-for-one, loves when somebody gets hurt. And now we've discovered that he loves an opposing player. So next game, tomorrow night when Chicago's in town, Mm -hmm. I'm going to notice this. So thanks, Phil. Just another reason for me to get upset with Scal. I am curious to see who it's going to be because I don't really know how many likable guys there are in this Bulls team. You think he's really going to be a big fan of Zach Levine? You know who it's going to be. I think it's going to be DeRozan. Caruso. It's going to be awesome. Oh, correct. Yeah, pick. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crusoe plays so hard, man. You're going to see this tonight. Yeah. He's out there working hard on defense every possession. It doesn't matter how good this Bulls team is. He's still out there giving his all every night, diving on the floor, and he can shoot the three well. I can hear him now. Yeah. That loser. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Caruso, absolutely. But thank you for all the people who sent us with the email. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's move on to the NBA section with our podly, which is a new word that I'm coining. NBA standings check-in. So, first and foremost, this game will have happened by the time that I am talking, where you hear this. Big game. Massive game. Huge I already game. know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. We have the Pistons mm. taking on the Wizards. The Wizards. They should have national TV'd this some bitch. The Wizards have lost nine straight, and the Pistons have lost 13 straight. Somebody's losing streak somebody's, has to somebody's go. Winning. Someone's got to It's like get that a win. Patriots game on Sunday. <clears throat> These two teams have a combined 4 and 28 record, um, which is just incredible. Uh, so, one of them has to win. Who do you think is winning, Sam? Uh, I don't give know me, what the injury report looks like. My give gut me Detroit. says, "Give me Detroit Pistons." It has Pist. to be Pistons. <clears throat> I, I actually like don't like the Wizards. Like I don't. I find Jordan Poole extremely difficult to look for uh, to look for to root for. Uh, they have the same record. They're both two and fourteen. Yeah, <clears throat> need a big bad. game for my Pistons tonight. I picked them to finish eleventh. Right now, they're currently. Five and a half games back from 11th. I would yeah. hope that they started better, but you know, sometimes that's just not what you get. Mm-hmm. Now you get unlucky, your team gets sick. Jaden Ivey was ill earlier in the season, so was Cade. I don't know. Maybe they turned it around, right? No, it's not happening, but they can very well beat the Wizards. I mean, the Wizards suck. Is Gafford back for the Wizards? Do we know? Um, I can tell you in a second. If he's Wizards. not, uh, prayers, because the Pistons, they have all the big guys. Duren, Stewart, James Gafford's Wiseman. not on the injury report, so he's okay. back. They got a chance. <clears throat> I wonder how he's playing this season. Daniel Gafford. Uh, well, he's, uh, he's fine. 9.6 points, 7.6 rebounds. Sure. Two blocks a game, pretty good. <clears throat> he's playing 25 minutes a night. Anyways, um, other stuff around the league. Uh, Magic have now won seven straight, so they're good objectively. Twelve and five. Um, the Thunder, or excuse me, the Suns have won seven straight. The Spurs have lost twelve straight. They're bad. Um, <laughs> uh, every team eleven through fifteen in the East right now has lost their last game and/or is on a losing streak. Like the streak section, all else for the bottom five teams in the East. So it's pretty clear who the best five teams in the East are. It's pretty clear who the or best 10 teams, pretty clear who the worst five are. And guess what? We know ball because it's the five teams who we projected to be in the worst five that are in the worst five. So uh, <clears throat> Raptors, Hornets, Bulls, Pistons, Wizards all suck. Anybody could have seen that from a mile away. So they're is. all terrible. Mm-hmm. The Hawks. Yeah. Up to that 500. Hey, we win one. We lose one. <clears throat> that they are. They they're impressively mid. Um, yeah. It's carried over from last season. It was a huge story. Like Snyder took over. They went like 33 and 33 or something like that. And eight and eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rockets still good. Haven't won a road game yet. Not great. But they're eight and one at home, which Sounds is like impressive. Last year. Mm-hmm. Well, Warriors. Funny you say that, Sam. Last year, Warriors couldn't win at home. This year, or couldn't win on the road this year. Warriors can't win at home. 
They are five and three on the road and three and six at home. <laughs> it just they can't fucking figure out how they want to play. Um, they're pretty mid right now. They are eight and nine on the year. They are three and seven in their last ten. Not great for them. <clears throat> Best record in the last ten. Uh, five teams at eight and two. Uh, a lot of teams. Timberwolves top of the West right now, twelve and four. Um, East has the stronger top end talent. West is more spread out. Sounds like uh, what it was expected to be coming into the year. Players that are on fire. Let's look at the last five games here. <clears throat> Kevin Durant is absurd. Over his last three games, 34 points, 60% from three. Um, he's been hurt the past couple, though. Uh, Devin Booker just hit a big three to win a game over the Knicks. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Beat the Knicks. Um, <clears throat> shout out. Who else been playing that well? Stuff. I, I don't like that. <laughs> Paolo Bencaro playing very well for the Magic, averaging 24 Browns. over his last five. Franz also playing very well over the last uh, X amount of games. Chet Holmgren over his last five, 23, mm-hmm. nine, and 2.6 blocks, shooting 63% from the field and 39% from deep. He's fucking crazy. Um, and yeah, uh, Perk Lopez put up 39 points. He, sna- he, he put up a career high. Uh, and his next like five career high points games all came in the 2010s, early 2010s when he was on the Nets. So shout out for Clopez, but all time leading scorer. Yeah. Did I miss anything you wanted to talk about? Uh, just from a general standings wise, I don't know. Happy to see OKC so high up in the standings. Them and Orlando being second in the conference kind of rules. I know we talked Kinda about cool. both teams. It's cool but though. Before the season, everyone was like, Orlando might be a jump year. Thunder might be a jump year. They're jumping. They're big. Double Dutch. Mm -hmm. For the Magic, 20 points for Paolo, effectively, almost 20 for Franz. Cole Anthony uh, averaging 15 a night. Mo Wagner averaging 12 a night. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yep. Um, For OKC, it is Shea at 30 a night, then Chet at 18, Jalen Williams at 17 and a half. They're all shooting pretty well. Isaiah Joe, who the Sixers gave them for free or waived them and they picked him up shooting 48.5% on six threes a night. He's fucking crazy. Missed a um, lot uh, against Philly. I'll say that. Missed Isaiah lot. Joe did. Yeah. Watching. <laughs> That's funny. And then you got um, the Timberwolves who Rudy's playing at a deep point level. Anthony Edwards is taking the jump. Everyone was, you know, begging for over the summer. Uh, so good for them. And then Houston, Alperin Shangun. He's good. good. He's 20 points, nine rebounds, five and a half assists. Uh, yeah, he's 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 nasty. He's going to be very good. He might be an all-star this year. We, we, I'm we pro Shangoon. I like Shangoon. Now, Celtics Sam, pick. Question for you, Sam. Mm. What does 0-8 mean to you? Don't look at the standings. Just, what does 0-8 mean to you? Uh, Quick, off the cuff. What do we think? Well, you could say Pistons last eight games, Spurs last eight, Wizards last eight. You know what that is? That is the Grizzlies record at home this year. <laughs> they have not <laughs> won a home game. Uh, uh, did you freeze or did you hear what I said? I did not hear a fucking word you said. So, oh, and eight could be Verizon today. Just just <laughs> giving you absolutely fucking nothing. Oh, and eight. Can you hear me now? For now. Okay. That is the Gri- Grizzlies record at home this year. Oh, no. That's right. I heard about this. <laughs> yeah. They have not won a game at home. And that led to Mr. Marcus Smart, former Celtic. Love Marcus Smart. Absolutely laying in to the Grizzlies on the sideline. This was caught by many different people <clears throat> at the sideline 
we have a video that supposedly leaks the audio of it. So we're going to play that here. Um, so we can listen to him absolutely ream the Grizzlies in their most recent game. Um, they were playing the Timberwolves. <clears throat> um, I'll take a look at the box score here just to give some context before we play the clip. Uh, <clears throat> Grizzlies Timberwolves were playing. Anthony Edwards said, I had never heard it that dead in that arena. So the crowd wasn't too happy, obviously. The Grizzlies ended up losing 119 to 97. It was a complete stomp. It was a wire to wire win for the Timberwolves. They just slowly beat down on the Grizzlies throughout the game. Grizzlies shot poorly. Couldn't get much going. Jaron Jackson is playing like shit lately. And this was the audio. Uh, it, it might be a little scuffed, but of Marcus Smart reaming the Grizzlies on the sideline, basically saying, this is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Okay, you can't hear what he's saying at all. So I'm I'm going to say it as the words pop up on the screen. He says, "What can I do for somebody to compete? What can I do? This is unacceptable, man. Just play. If you don't want it, then sit down, please. What do y'all want? Do y'all want to win, man? This is fucking embarrassing. This is fucking embarrassing." Uh, and then he leaves the huddle, clearly bad. And then Anthony, I was talking about like the fans was dead. Um, I've never played in Memphis like this, so this is my first time being in Memphis and, and not having the crowd into the game. So it's kind of hard to get into it, but I think we did a good job of coming out with some energy tonight. Were you surprised that the crowd was like that? Yeah, I was super surprised. Yeah, they usually they usually be yeah they yeah they be amped up for sure. I'm guessing because Jai out probably. So. I'm guessing Things because not... Jaws out. Maybe, maybe the fact that they just haven't won a fucking game in front of these people yet. That'll yeah. do it. This um, is what I have to say about the Marcus thing. I stand by it. Uh, they fucked him. They fucked him. This is the <laughs> scene from Goodfellas when Tommy gets made. And uh, when Tommy's going to get made, uh, they shoot him in the back of the head. <laughs> now, Kristaps um, Worth. Big fan of Kristaps. And they're both injured, so you can't even be like, well, he's hurt. Well, so is Smart. Uh, but they did him dirty. The, the poor <clears> man <throat> is suffering. Smart also hasn't been great this year. Struggling with a shot. The offense hasn't been there for him. Uh, defense is, is there. Obviously, Smart is smart, but put in a tough situation. You feel bad for him. This is the first time he's not winning in, in a long, long yeah. time, and it sucks. Again, Chris stops great. Smart basketball move. Obviously, they traded Smart. And a second for Kristaps and firsts, like the, it was a great deal for the Celtics. Um, but it's Warriors and... first, not looking bad. No, uh, which they, they have their holiday. But um, I tweeted this when the video came out. I said Marcus Smart continuing to do Marcus Smart things post Celtics. I would have put my entire bank account on this happening, and uh, that's exactly what you'd expect from Marcus Smart. And that's probably what you saw or didn't see a lot with the Celtics. It's a lot of what the fuck are we doing? Get your head out of your ass. Uh, and hearing him talk to the Grizzlies like that, saying this is embarrassing. One sucks for Marcus, two kind of funny. Uh, not for Marcus, but because I, if you are getting paid millions of dollars and you have to have another grown man yell at you to try, fuck off. Like, get out of the league. Like, that's embarrassing. We literally and, support the Celtics. <laughs> um, on the front office show uh, podcast today, they were like, what's especially bad about the Memphis thing is a lot of those guys are young. Like, it's not like this is a veteran team that's supposed to win. Like, a lot of these guys are young and should be hungry to prove themselves. And they're, they're like, not trying. Like, that's bad. That's so bad. Um, so It's true. There's so much opportunity in Memphis right now. Like, we've had the conversation plenty of times, mostly on pregame. But it's like, should they tank? And yours is always, no, these guys should take advantage of the reps they're getting. And that's clearly just not happening. Like you said. Mm -hmm. These guys are just hanging out, 
And they got Marcus on the bench talking to him, trying to get him motivated to actually like compete at a home game. That's mm-hmm. embarrassing, man. <clears throat> embarrassing. <throat> it's just this. This is just Marcus uh, uh, to the bench. What the f- you doing, you little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> What's the context of that scene? Lay it into him. What 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 is the context of that that scene from Seinfeld? Uh I don't actually remember. <clears throat> That's all right. That's He's yelling at a kid, but I don't remember why. I, I want to say it's oh man. I don't That's know. Right. I don't remember. I can't I can't tell you. I, I gotta look it up now. Just continue. I will I will look it up. That's fine. Um, the next NBA thing we have uh, is Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert's beef. So I believe I'm going to go look right here after I put the timestamp in. I believe Draymond talked about Rudy on his podcast. Um, he said, I'll come to a teammate's defense anytime that I'm in, or this was via ESPN. I think maybe actually uh, he said, I'll come to a teammate's defense anytime I'm in a position to come to a teammate's defense. What matters to me is how the people that care about me feel first and foremost, how are the people I care about effective? How are the people I care about? What do they have to deal with? That's it for me. Um, Grobert said Draymond gets ejected on purpose when Steph doesn't play. Um, Sam said, feels like this is the Simpsons meme of the crowd of people watching the two people chimps fight on a cruise ship. Uh, yeah, they're like all like throwing money at him because like you, the rest of the league just kind of doesn't like these guys, and they're like, okay, like go ahead, beef, like we'll let you destroy each other. <laughs> Who cares? Um, I think I, I want to find it. There, <clears throat> someone did like a deep dive of like uh, <clears throat> what's it called? What the fuck? I, I have ad block. Fuck off. I hate when websites like tell me, do you want to take it off? No, I don't. It's on for a reason. Stop. Yeah. Uh, Somebody did a deep dive on like Draymond getting ejected. Well, they like they actually like went to the review on what Gobert had to say. I think so. Yeah. So the first time Green was ever ejected when Curry was sidelined wasn't until November 11th, 2019. Um, But that's when things went downhill for the Warriors. So it it does kind of track. The first seven ejections of his career all occurred in games when Curry was active. This is Brian Kalbrowski of uh, For the Win USA. Shout out co-worker Brian. Mm. Legend. Um, Gobert said he knew as soon as Steph was out, Draymond was going to try to get ejected. Um, for the first time, uh, Curry was out due to a broken hand after an ugly fall. This was 2019. Following that ejection... The subsequent four all happened when Curry was not available. Eject mm. Curry was inactive on January 4th, 2020, February 27th, 2020, February 20th, 2021, March 20th, 2022. Uh, and, oh, wait, sorry. So the subsequent four after that, and then five since then. So January 4th, 2020, all those, and then January 4th, 2023, including Tuesday's discipline, seven of Green's last 11 ejections occurred when curry didn't play <laughs> hmm. makes sense because <clears throat> yeah. Draymond doesn't have as much of a purpose when curry's not there he's not one of those guys that wants to try and cook. they literally benched him when curry was out for the season <laughs> oh boy you know you remember though they like said uh we'll shut it down we'll tank <laughs> yeah respect <clears throat> yeah kind of worked they got a ring out of it just not sure. not by the help of wiseman no, not at all. all right. Uh, Sam, you put this on here. I'll let you lead it. Latest on Julius Randall. This is a Reddit post. I'm gonna let you, yeah, just, what just is play this? the video. 
just oh, it's a video. Okay. I yeah, didn't know we haven't talked about Julius Randle, I think, in a couple episodes. So, you know, you might be wondering how he's doing. So I was scrolling through Reddit today, kind of putting the sheet <laughs> together as Jack was at practice. I'm like the stay-at-home mom of this show. And uh, here's a little uh, check-in on Julius Randle. Sound or no he's sound? Playing the Knicks. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. Okay. No sound then. Phoenix playing the Knicks. Randall gets the ball mid-range baseline. Nurkic <laughs> could not care less, and he misses the shot. Nurkic just turns around, doesn't yeah, even try to put a care. hand up. This is the like anti-Curry turning around after he shoots the three. And wow. there was no doubt in that man Nurk's mind that that ball was hitting the rim and bouncing off. <laughs> Can't blame him. This is actually the best defense you could play against the Knicks. Look at Randall, like, skip away, like, damn, look at him. Look at I him. think Knicks fans would literally agree with me saying, like, if you're playing defense against the Knicks, this is what you should do. Against Randall, maybe. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like, just yeah, dare yeah. him to shoot. Be like, go ahead, buddy, cook. And it's it's the meme, like, who let him cook? Shall we check Julius Randall's last five game stats? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, why not? Unless they don't agree, then, then the site crashed. Well, it's not great. Uh, it was not bad. 21 points, 45% from the field, 25% from deep on five mm. attempts a night. Five, eight rebounds, just with that percentage, yeah. eight rebounds, five assists, four turnovers. <laughs> a lot of turnovers, a lot of turnovers. Net negative, by the way, Shocker. minus 1.2 plus minus per game. No uh, way. Knicks are over the last five games. The Knicks are three and two in that span. Got to make um, it three and three against Charlotte. True would be cool. Uh, over that span, Josh Hart's a plus 35, quickly plus 31, DiVincenzo 22, Hartenstein 19, Jalen Brunson 16, uh, Julius Randle minus six. Hmm. Wonder why. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe it's because he just doesn't play for real. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but yeah, Julius Randle not good. Shocker. Uh, speaking of not good. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Shocker. Let's do a quick Bulls update. Yeah. Bulls update. Bulls in town tonight as you're listening to this. Let's let's do a little preview. Mm. What's going on with the Bulls, Jack? So, uh, Demar's mad. He said, mad. I don't know, man. The true standard of who a person is is who they become when adversity hits. To be honest with you, it's frustrating losing when we have the opportunities. Self-inflicted, putting ourselves down. To be honest, it's beyond frustrating. We'll sleep on it. Going to bed. It's going to be a long night. All about how you respond. Vooch also frustrated. Uh, Levine also frustrated. Mm. They're 5-13. and 13. Uh, As we're recording this last night, so on Sunday night, they started the game up 30-9 to nine against the Nets, and then they lost by 9. Mm. Yeah. So to, to end point. the game, that from that point on, the Nets went on a 109-79 to 79 run uh, and scored and made 25 threes, which is the most the Bulls have ever allowed in franchise history, including six from Royce O'Neal and six from Lonnie Walker. Oh, I'd be mad as hell. So they are horrible. Truly, they might top the standings of teams you would want to be a fan of the least. 
Makes they are sense. bad. Mm-hmm. Here's a post from Reddit that you linked, and I'll pull yep. it up on the screen here. So you may be saying, well, the Bulls are 5-13. and 13. And it's going to get worse because they <laughs> are fucked, as the kids say. Uh, next nine games contain the Celtics, obviously. They play the Bucks twice, 76ers, Nuggets, Heat twice, Lakers, and Pelicans. Now, hmm. I don't know why the Lakers are here. Pelicans hit or miss because uh, it depends that Zion wants to play. But they've had some good wins. Like, they beat the Nuggets. But, yeah, tough road ahead for Chicago. Now, would I be surprised in the slightest if the Celtics lose to these bums? No, we would not. Especially after DeRozan being like, hey, we kind of hate each other. We we need to have a little bit of extra fire under us. It would not shock me if they come out tomorrow and they're all of a sudden nasty. Would would actually ruin my week. But mm-hmm. disastrous stretch ahead for Chicago. Good luck. I will say, the Brooklyn game where they blew a 21-point lead and a lot of the most threes in franchise history mm-hmm. did mark the end of a streak. So a good thing for the Bulls. <clears throat> because okay. up to that point, they had lost their last three games by double digits or more. Against the Nets, only lost by nine. Progress, some would say correct uh, yeah so the last let's see one two three four five six seven eight last eight games n- n- let's look, let's go last 10 games right or fuck it let's go even further back hmm. since the start of november the bulls three wins utah detroit who let me remind you has lost 13 in a row and the heat however the heat win which maybe you want to say this is more impressive but whatever, they started the game down 22 to 1. So, conclusion, the Bulls are terrible. <laughs> they are so unbelievably bad. Their only wins this season, <clears throat> Toronto, Indiana, Utah, Detroit, Miami. Like, they lost by 16 in their third game of the season to the Pistons, who have won two games this year. Like, th- this is next level horrible. Like, uh, if the Bulls don't blow it up by the deadline, that like, good luck to them, man. I mean, yeah, they don't have a dude. prayer. They they really don't. They're, it's it's bad. Bulls and like, awful. not not for nothing. Not only are the Bulls terrible, but they also don't have anything that anybody wants except for Caruso. That's Caruso. it. Yeah, like yeah. nobody wants Levine. He makes too much money. The word is out now. People must like. I don't know why they didn't know before, but like now the narrative is, is fully that nobody thinks he's a winning player. I think DeRozan on an expiring deal can get you something. I think Vooch could probably get you something from the right team. He's not on a terrible contract, but yeah, but yeah, it's it's bad in Chicago, man. They're embarrassing. This was ne- the best part is that this was never going to work. Like no no one ever thought this was going to work. <laughs> I don't even think the Bulls ever got a who's stopping them from Bleacher Report when this team came together. That's pretty sad. By by today's standards everybody gets one of those. Uh the best part is everyone for like half a year was like just wait till they get Lonzo back man. well that's the thing actually like as much as i'm making fun of it they actually might have gotten one of those because they were actually good when they had lonzo they were good but they weren't beating any real teams but they were good yeah they had a good record 
And then Lonzo <laughs> yeah. got hurt. Except they didn't. They I remember they were like two and ten against plus five hundred teams or something. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? like or something. It was <laughs> there were some telling stats. Uh, but yeah, spoiler alert: Bulls suck. Anyways, let's get into the rat list here. We've been going for a minute. Uh, Long anyways, time. and so we can we can get going with the rat list, especially because we've had no there's no game to talk about, so we just going. Uh, do you want to kick it off, or do you want me to start? Uh, you can go ahead. All right, I will start with people who stop on the highway or slow down significantly on the highway to look at someone that's pulled over. Great. You take. are the you are the problem. You the are the reason the traffic isn't flowing. And the best part or the worst part, I guess, today is I was driving home, ton mm-hmm. of traffic, stuck in traffic for 10 minutes. I get to where everyone was bottlenecked, and it's just a straightaway, and it all clears up, and it's because there's a fucking somebody pulled over on the side. It's not your business. Pulled over Keep or driving. <clears throat> pulled over, not just even an accident. Over? Yes. Oh, it Bad. is the end of the month. And it wasn't even taking up a a lane like it, it was just on the side that a lot of cops out today I'll tell you that they're getting their their reps in they've got yeah. their quota i was afraid i was like oh please please don't get me yeah i really really don't want to have to go to court that was terrible <laughs> what a saga i thought i was losing my license for like a solid six weeks it was awful i remember then he got the letter yeah i'll yeah. say this about the because on, on the sheet it says people who stopped to look at an accident yeah, that was my bad. I'm also bad. Also you gotta be a real more. prick to get an accident rush hour. I mean, yeah, just agree. No, agree. just don't just just drive normal. Just be better. Why do people get in accidents? Are they stupid? So they not true. no not to drive in other cars. Hear me out. Somebody in the comments is not gonna like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, agree. Ratlist, uh, Jared. Jared, a member of the comments section, member of the live chat. So yesterday, I unfortunately, had to miss pregame. It happens once in a very, very uh, yeah. small while, but it does happen. And I had a few moments during the stream to to pop in the chat, see what was going on. I was going to try and give Jack something to talk about in case like they were giving him nothing because I knew he was going to be by himself. It's not easy to do. I've done it. Don't worry. But it's not easy. Not for everybody. And I, I come and immediately see Jared say, Jack, what's your least favorite thing about Sam? Now, anti-ratless to Jack because he had nothing bad to say. Genuinely. He didn't even know I was there. Because <laughs> the comments don't load right away. Because I was like, you better watch this one. Be careful. Yeah. Ratless yeah, trying to pot. I don't appreciate that. Jared, who I thought was a, an ally, one of my favorite chatters. A2, Jared. <laughs> Yeah, he got your ass. He was ready for it. He, he was ready to get my ass because you didn't concede. You were like, Sam's I did great guy. Actually, it was great for me. <laughs> I've got to stay on top of true it. True characters. What what people say uh, or, or what happens when no one's watching. You didn't think I was watching. Jack had some nice things yeah. to say. Say so loves yeah. doing the show. Get fucked. This, I do like the show. It's good. Yeah. Um, it would have been Atlas. devastating if Jack was like, he's terrible. He doesn't contribute. Shows up late. Yeah, Imagine. Whatever. Uh, Ratless myself. <clears throat> so I was asking Jason Tatum a question last night. That's about post-ups, stuff like that. And my follow-up question, what I wanted to, to convey was, how do you balance the mentality of, a lot of the time when you go to a post-up, you are bigger or you're at an advantage. So it would be natural for you to want to just drive through the guy. How do you balance that 
with also trying to make the right play and, and passing your teammates, right? And I think that would be a valid thing to ask. What yep. came out of my mouth was mm. how do you balance attacking versus passing out of the post? And Tatum's response, while laughing at me, was if I get doubled, I pass. <laughs> Just like I, which is I didn't dictate the question. Do you want me to pull it up? Do you want me to go to VAR? Yeah, I, let's I review this, and I'll, I'll no. take the I'll take the rat off the screen. You just it, go it find is, it. It is completely my fault. Completely on me. Hmm. I didn't phrase the question well enough. However, getting laughed at wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Especially because, like, yeah, Tatum makes more money than you, but like, you guys. I mean, we're all like pretty much the same age. Yeah. That's got to hurt. Let's see. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> Let me pull it up. Here is the VAR. And uh, I, as middle of the question, I started smirking because I know I was moron. And, like, it was kind of like, yeah, duh, no shit. My bad for phrasing this poorly. Um, but this was, yeah, here. How are you finding the balance of attacking in those spots? Because, I, I mean, a lot of the times you're just on a smaller opponent versus finding guys on the perimeter. Uh, I mean, you just, just read it. You know, he looks at me smiling. I score a couple, then they just start doubling, and uh, you find an open man. <laughs> he just he he realized midway through answering that I realized <laughs> that I'm a moron and phrased it poorly, and so he started laughing. Um, yeah, it's uh not not exactly what I wanted. You, you, do you understand what I was? Did trying you apologize to, to him after? Be like, hey, actually, like I am a regular here. Like they didn't do this just to like. <laughs> make me feel validated like i know what i'm talking about i have a podcast do you understand what i was trying to ask though like does it make sense yeah, what you I explained to it okay. to me you're like what goes in like what what kind of self-control do you have to have is really what you wanted to ask him but instead you were like yeah. what are the situations where you think it's better to pass <laughs> like maybe when my teammates open uh... <clears throat> Fuck yeah, no. L. I'm still, I'm still getting better. You know, it's a, it's a work in progress. Uh, all right, yeah, you go ahead. So Ratless is playing video games online now. This is not always a Ratless, and not everything about this is a Ratless. I'm very happy to be playing Xbox with my friends again. It's not something I've done in a very long time, but they all play the new Call of Duty now. Mm. I am about as good at call of duty as julius randall is at basketball not very good. Oh, no not very is the answer. not not very good what call of duty are you playing is it like the, there the is new, a new one, one out? whatever the new okay. one is, i paid for it 70 dollars. don't worry about okay it. threw the money down and uh not very good now i was laughed at yesterday i was trying to explain to them where i had gotten killed from and i wasn't able to give them a good definition uh, mm. it, it's not very fun to get killed by 21 Savage. It's not very fun to get killed by uh, Nicki Minaj, who you can play as in this game. <laughs> I feel like an old person, by the way. Wait, what, what What game modes do you play? Just normal, like, search and destroy and shit? Whatever. I think they do, like, a shuffle. Because sometimes mm. it's search, sometimes it's hard point, sometimes <clears throat> it's domination. I, I've been looking. So are you out? Like, do you not enjoy it, or are you just mad because you're not good at it? I'm mad that I'm not good at it. <clears throat> And, and I'm mad that people online are better. But also, like, I found myself getting mad playing video games for the first time in a very long time. Mm. No, I feel that. I was just texting Danny, friend of the show today. I'm like, hey, are any of the boys playing, you know, games tonight? Because I, I haven't played games in a while either because, I mean, Celtics are the time. But tonight, no yeah, game. Three night. Nothing going on. If the fellas need an extra for Call of Duty, I will buy the game. Put it out there. 
Yo, buy the game, it won't be downloaded. It's like 100 gig. It's massive. I got good internet. It'll be downloaded within an hour. I guarantee you. It took me four hours. <clears throat> you also have Verizon. Terrible internet. Yeah, this is this is true. Uh, I don't know if I have any of the rallies. That might be. I don't have me. anything. I, I think I'm done. <clears throat> let me do. Let me do a quick scan. Let me let me think. There's got to be something else that I can rattle. Um, rattle the T. The light was out in my car. It felt like I was about to get attacked. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching Bad. horror movies, and I do have this. Oh my god, I might get attacked. About me. <clears throat> yeah. Like when I get my car, I'm ready for somebody to like put like a rope around my neck and pull me. Yep from behind yeah i went in my no, car after that. i went to the gym i think somebody went through my car nothing was taken my wallet was in the car all the cash was still in there but my glove box was open you leave it might have just opened i don't lock my car what the fuck is wrong with you i don't want to lock my car i don't have it i don't have an automatic open i have to put the key in and unlock it it's whatever I, 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 baffling first one baffling. You don't lock your car, but more importantly in this situation, as Sam is frozen and I'm talking to nobody back. So I I said one crazy. You don't lock your car, but more importantly, why did you leave your wallet in the car? Cause when I go to the gym, I don't have too much stuff in my pockets. Do you not like put it in a locker or something in the, in the room or anything? No, I literally put it in. Well, I'm not going to say where I put my wallet. What am I fucking stupid? Crazy you don't lock your car. Wow. Okay. I never lock my car. That's nuts. That's crazy. Well, most of the time, there's nothing in my car that anyone would steal. Except when you put your wallet in That is literally the only time I ever have anything in my car worth stealing. All right. So if you live in the area, go (laughs) find out the gym. You can have my fucking plethora of Chipotle napkins in my glove box. Oh, I'll I'll say one thing. So I finally got, I'm not going to show it, but I got my new debit card for my new bank account, et cetera. But now I have to go. Stand up. Now I have to go to Santander to move all the money from my old account because I'm still getting the direct deposits to my old account and then move all that money to the new account, but then fix all my direct deposits. I think that's the number one reason actually not to move out. Like you'd have to change so many addresses. Yeah. You know, like just never leave. Good solution. (laughs) Yeah. Not fun. Um, I think that's all I got though. I think why'd you get your bank account hacked? You stupid. Yeah. I told the story on the pod. I know you did. I'm just messing with you. (laughs) Oh yeah. Fuck you. Uh, they were good though. It was a good hack. I mean, good job them. Like they good, good, good job. Good hack. Shit. Uh, luckily my phone number wasn't connected to my account at the time, so they couldn't get the one-time passcodes because my phone literally just wasn't working. Shout out to the two-factor <laughs> authentication, which I think 99% of the time is a big fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, saved you. <clears throat> Agree. Also, Ratless capture again, because one, it's useless, and two, it only pops up at the worst times. Like, example, <clears throat> today's pod, the Atlanta Hawks recap, mm. I forgot to edit. Got home, got in bed, tired, went to, like, oh, no. got to go to sleep, watching the videos. In one of the videos, like somebody said, you know, oh, you know, this many ads in a video. And in my head, I'm like, wait, I didn't fucking edit the video. So it's 3 a.m. I get out of bed, edit it, put it up. But of course, huh? Hero ball. Yeah. It's happened like once or twice. I'm usually pretty good about it. But yeah, I got up every day I wake up. It's there. Yeah, got it in, and the one time it's been late is because I just the internet was bad and it was slow and I, I wasn't looking at it. it um, and it was I was when I was in the Cape, but 
I logged in to upload it to Megaphone too, which is the the platform we use to upload audio. And of course, uh, so I'm going like tab to tab. I'm opening it, going to another tab, going back just so I can speed like speed through it. Of course, 3 a.m. is exactly when Capture decides to test if I'm a human. Fuck off. Gotta like, make every, sure. Every other time, it's fine, and I can just log in, but not this time. This time, decided to be a fuck. Anyways, okay. That's all I got. We can wrap there. Thank you all for tuning in to How About Them Celtics. We appreciate you. Excuse me. Hiccups very, very much. Leave a review on Apple, please. Dear God, I, I can only ask so many times. Subscribe to How About Them Celtics. We're posting shorts more there into our TikTok. I will add the email to the bottom of the screen for next episode. It's just hbtcpod at gmail.com. Yeah, subscribe to How About Them Celtics. We appreciate you. Leave a like on the pod. Leave a comment. Comment what's popping. And I'll let Sam take it out. Hey, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our daily uploads or our pregame streams. Those are a lot of fun. I'll be back for Tuesday's stream against Chicago after missing Sundays. And uh, come hang out with us. It's a ton of fun. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple. Like Jack said, leave a nice review there. We're no longer asking. You can find all full-length pods there as well as any game recap. So even though we don't have a pod coming out Wednesday, there will be a new episode for you talking about the Bulls game. You can find us on socials at How About Them Seas. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can find all pregame streams there as well as YouTube. You can follow Jack on Twitter at JacksmoneNBA. You can follow me at Sam France NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go.